Blog Talk Radio. Last night I saw a lunar eclipse in the sky. Then something happened in my mind's eye. I saw you in a whole different light. Clearly, really, it's not that I want you to change. It's more that I want you to stay the same. Oh, and I really do want you to stay the same, just as wonderful, beautiful, handsome, smart, and authentic as you are. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, a.k.a. Radio Red, and my wish for today is that you'll stay with me for the next hour here in my little corner of the world called Read My Lips. You know you're going to have to listen carefully because you can't see me. One of these days we might do the show via Skype, but right now I hope you will listen. I have two very wonderful ladies as my special guests. They're both authors. They're smart. What I love about these ladies and about many of my guests I meet at the National Publicity Summit, as those of you who are regular listeners know, that's where I get about 95% of my guests. These ladies have lived, have walked the walk, talked the talk, and they're talking about what's really happened in their lives. First, we're going to be talking to Dr. Jennifer Haynes. She's an MD, the real deal. We're going to talk to her how, as a physician and as a mom, she knows what it's like to be frumpy and overweight and OMG, completely stressed, over the top and looking in the mirror and saying, wow, is this what I'm going to be stuck with the rest of my life? Well, she decided that talking about the P word, princess, would be a wonderful way to help herself and ladies get a grip. She created the Princess Plan. It's a lovely book about how to get control of your life, how to treat yourself, ladies, as a princess. Guys, you can listen to, don't go away, don't hang up, don't click off, because you may know a lady in your life who would like to treat herself as a princess As a princess, a worthy princess, somebody who's worthy of love and caring and self-respect and enthusiasm, all those good things that can help a woman keep control of her weight and lead the life she's entitled to lead. So we'll be talking to Dr. Jennifer for the first half of the show. Second half, we're going to meet Felicia Bender, Ph.D. Talk about Redesign Your Life. That's the title of her book. Felicia has redesigned her life over and over and over again. She's smart. She's got a great education. Nothing she can't do that she sets her mind to. She's going to talk about that N-word numerology. And guess what? Her book is like a workbook in figuring out your master life. Life number, I figured out I'm a three. I know I'm a ten, kids, but in her book, I'm a three. And guess what a three is? The communicator. I like to be on stage in front of an audience, hosting a show, talking to people, yada, yada. I found the number. I'll tell you how I came up with three. And Felicia will help us describe. We'll use me as the case study. How she put together this wonderful book, and the official title is Redesign Your Life Using Numerology to Create the Wildly Optimal You. Don't you love that title? So we'll be getting to Dr. Jennifer and Felicia in just a moment. Have a very sad shout-out, of course, to the victims of the horrific, horrific massacre in Newtown, Connecticut last Friday. Everybody is still numb with good reason. My only wish is that the news media would stop this around-the-clock broadcasting and just tell us what we need to know when news comes out, when it's breaking news. I appreciated President Obama's message to the gathered crowd last night at the memorial in Newtown. I thought he was brilliant, and when he read the names of the 20 children, my heart stopped, as everybody's did. So I say thank you, President Obama, for being there 
and a lot of other thoughts, but that's not the point of our show tonight. So let me do some other shout-outs. Happy Hanukkah to those of you like me who just finished our celebration. Yes, I still have the menorah up because why not? The lights are lovely. I want to do a shout-out to my Lorna, my beautiful Lorna, now a snowbird, and my Dune, who was also in Florida at a medical conference recently. Hello to the beautiful Katie. Kaylee, Katie, Katie, Kaylee, Katie. I hope you had a good day and you feel well. Hello to my smaller big kahuna, my dancer, my violinist, my D-I-L artist. You know who you are. And my little Dr. Pepper. Again, rest in peace, Tom Graham recently departed from us and happy holidays to all i have a movie update i saw hitchcock it is a good movie you'll learn a lot about alfred and the real brains behind their operation was his wife alma Ravel, Ravel, played brilliantly by the beautiful helen mirren and a very nice role for scarlett johansson as janet lee you'll be surprised at the end and december 17th is today we're live and here are some celebrity birthdays how about Mila Jovovich, the actress, is born today. Let's see who else. Barry Livingston and Bill Pullman were both born today. December 17th in 1953. Eddie Kendricks, the singer, was born today. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Bob Guccione, Sink Penthouse publisher, born today in 1930. Really? William Sapphire was born the year before in 1929. Uh, let's see who else. I'm looking through my celebrity list. Erskine Caldwell, the novelist, born in 1903. Arthur Fiedler, the famous conductor. Um, let's see, John, Leaf, John Greenleaf Whittier. And Joseph Henry, did you know he was born in 1797? Well, how would you know that? Except he's the father of the American Weather Service. Who knew? So now it's time to get on with the show. I'd like to welcome the lovely princess, well-deserving of the title in all the best sense of the word, Dr. Jennifer Haynes. Hi, Dr. Jennifer. How are you today? Hello. Thank you. I'm great after that wonderful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to have you on the show. I'm looking at your before and after picture. We see so many of those. Let's start out before we deep dive into the princess plan. Why are you not a believer in posting the current picture of how you look, your OMG picture, like, you got to be kidding, I'm really that big, on your refrigerator, which a lot of diet plans and diet gurus say is a good reminder how you don't want to look. Why are you against that? Jennifer? Sure. That's a great question. Well, a lot of us become overweight because we're kind of punishing ourselves. Oftentimes women don't feel good enough, have this army of critics in their heads, and that's what prompts the eating to begin with. And, you know, pain and fear really isn't that big of a motivator as much as seeing yourself becoming better. So when you constantly see yourself in this picture that's a a bad before picture is plastered up on your fridge, It's just a reminder constantly that you're a failure, that you're not worthy, that you look ugly, that you're too fat, you're not deserving, and instead it's time to do the opposite. I've even recommended to women, you know, cut out what you want to look like, put your head on it, do some Photoshopping, put that on the fridge. You know, picture yourself how you want to be. And you also recommend you find a friend or a photographer and take a beautiful picture of you, and I imagine that might mean a new hairdo, maybe a wig, some new makeup, The top half could be a a new blouse, a new jacket, something that makes you feel like, wow, I can look beautiful right now and have that image, the positive reinforcement. And this all goes, Dr. Jennifer, I know, to the, the concept when the brain sees something with a no in front of it, we want to focus on what follows the word no or not. So when you say don't do this, do not do that, we focus on what follows that don't and we're tempted to do it. Is that your your agreement with that? You're absolutely right. So when we say don't think about the blue balloon, 
everybody gets a blue balloon image in their mind. And it, it's the same in all of life, even for kids with children. Instead of saying, don't run, you say, please walk. Give a positive alternative. And I don't mean just a nice, nice isn't positive. I mean something action to take. So rather than saying, don't eat candy, say, eat more fruit. Put it in something to do rather than the negative term of what not to do. I like that. Now, let's talk about The Princess Plan. I love the book. You are a very good writer. Very, very nicely done, Dr. Jennifer. Pleasant book to read. Nicely done. I want to ask you, first of all, how did you come up with the title, The Princess Plan? And then we're going to get a little bit into, well, we're going to get a lot into the details. And after we talk about the title, I want to talk about the I word, inflammation. Ooh, people don't even know that much about it. So first tell me, the title, where did it come from? How did you give yourself permission to say princess plan that's kind of an old-fashioned term what do you think well thank you it it evolved kind of a bit over time as far as i felt when i was so heavy i felt like a lady in waiting and i used kind of a play on words to write a little ebook about that um, very similar plan and then i realized the same thing stop calling myself a lady in waiting and call myself a princess if that's where i want to be and i like the concept of princess yes it conjures up images of you know childhood movies but Overall, a princess is a woman that's beautiful and elegant and has the world at her fingertips and gets all of the pleasure out of life without the responsibilities of having to be, you know, the queen. So you get all of the great things without the negatives. I was going to ask you that. My mind was going to, why not be the queen? Yeah, you have to be married to the king. That might not be such a wonderful, very, very... I like the way you think. I really do. Now talk to yeah, me. But think Let's about go. the queen. When we think about queens, we think yeah. about you know evil women from these Disney movies we've been seeing. <laughs> and these countries I'm, I'm a we fan know of Disney, too. but you know, right? So big hat. You know, you get all the perks without the work. <laughs> I like that. And everybody's still doing on on my TV show I do with my mom Ruth, who is listening tonight from Florida. We we sometimes go out on the end of the TV show. We do the queen's wave. I mean, she's the queen is is easily ridiculed and she's she's a relic and she's not fashionable and we've come to know the only real queen we know through most of our lives is the queen of england and and her life hasn't exactly been a bargain either so let's let's not dwell on on what's going on in the uk however i want to talk about the ugly i word inflammation what does that have to do with weight on us, what does that have to do with weight loss? And then I want to go into your weekend princess, your your quick start plan, I call it, and we're, and the princess pearl. So first of all, inflammation, what is it? Why is it a problem? How do we get it? What does it do to us? Got it. Inflammation <laughs> is really at the root of most all of our diseases in the human body, from heart disease to even weight gain. And inflammation means that it's the reaction that our bodies have Um, from things that cause stress in the body. So this could be a physical stress, such as not enough sleep or, um, you know, not eating, not getting enough nutrition. Or it can be stress from emotional stress, um, which releases too much cortisol in our blood system. And then even the things that we do can create this inflammation in our body, such as eating processed food raises those levels of inflammation, Um, not getting you know, exercise or even on the other extreme, exercising way too much 
both things can cause inflammation. That leads us to the weight gain from the results of the cortisol, which is the hormone, another term for adrenaline. And that makes us really just pack on the pounds because our body is saying, hey, I'm under stress, I'm under attack, I better hold on to these calories because ah. the way we're hardwired, it may mean a famine is coming. So hang on to all these calories because I might need it later on. And literally when we can get rid of some of that stress, be it emotional and physical, then we can actually just drop off the weight. And, and Dr. Jennifer, you make a good point in your book, The Princess Plan, that just thinking negatively about ourselves or the people in our life, just thinking negatively over and over again can cause that cortisol, can cause that inflammation. How easy is it to cause it to, to come on and stay? Just thinking bad thoughts for five minutes a day, or is this something that you'd really have to go into a depression cycle for? No, actually, most people are unaware of their daily thoughts and don't realize how negative they are until you can see the opposite taking effect. Many of us, especially those with a weight problem, have become so attuned to this army of critics that I call them that live in our heads. You know, it's every time you walk by a mirror of, oh, I look fat. Oh, I shouldn't have worn that. Wow, my hair looks a mess. And even just <laughs> things such as being in line at the grocery store of, oh, I can't believe that guy's taking so long. What are they doing? This is ridiculous. That running tape. And most people would say, no, no, that's not me. However, what I've discovered with my patients that have been successful is they realize, you know, this takes time to do. But, you know, a few weeks, a few months into the program, wow, my thoughts have really changed. And you realize that you just start seeing the world completely in a whole new light, and it really takes food out of the focus. So I don't really prescribe this massive regimented diet, but more that you're creating a life that is so abundant that you don't really need the food to fulfill that emptiness anymore. I love it. So you're replacing that need, that need for food to fill depression and to fill anxiety and low self-esteem and disappointment and negativity that comes from other people. Very interesting. Okay, so we're filling the void with good thoughts and there's no room left or there's no need to fill it with food, especially the wrong kind of food. So let's talk about the princess plan. First of all, tell everybody how you came up with the idea of, I'll call it the notes, the quick notes at the end of each chapter or section are called princess pearls. Tell us a little bit about how you came up with that idea as the, the mantra, if you will, for your summary, Dr. Jennifer. Sure. It kind of takes into account both both facts, aspects of my life. As a physician, you know, at the end of any medical setting, we always call it the pearls. I know it's a common term just to take away the highlights from a subject. So the princess pearls is the princess part. And then just a little, like a quick note version at the end of each chapter just to really highlight what's important. Because even though I think it's an easy read um, and it can be done over time, you know, a lot of the chapters, as you know, are things like sleep or menstrual cycles mm -hmm. or even in the bedroom. So it's it's not a complicated diet program per se, but I wanted to make it as easy as possible because so many things that we do are completely wrong. And so I'm trying to outline, hey, I know that you think you have to exercise six hours a day to lose weight, but that's not right. you know. <laughs> and just to put it in a quick fashion reference so that any woman can do this. And the whole goal is to make the, her life easier, not to add extra burdens to her life. She's already got enough burdens, but to, to make things better and easier. I like that. I, I like that notion a lot, and I can can visualize women saying, oh, I get some pearls. That's really cool. That's pretty. It's a notion of something beautiful. <laughs> now, before we dive into your three-day weekend plan, your jump start, 
I noticed on page, let's see, 19, you talk about something really interesting to me. We're going to be talking about numbers in numerology with Felicia Bender in the second half. You have some very key numbers in your book, too. On page 19, you talk about the waist-to-hip measurement ratio, and you say that the Greeks and Romans had it right so many hundreds of years ago in terms of the ratio of the woman's measurements so that she would look appealing as a potential childbearer to the men who might be pursuing her and the difference between the apple-shaped body round all over and the pear shape which is heavier on the bottom hello apples and pears so let's talk quickly dr jennifer about the numbers what should your waist be in relationship to your hips and not only that you take it further you talk about the relationship of the waist to the height that was a shock to me so tell me where should our numbers be Right. So, you know, there's all kinds of numbers out there, and it does get very confusing to, you know, when should you weigh, when should you, you know. What we look at that we know is correlated the most specifically to your health risk is your waist size, which is what you were discussing. So first is the the waist-to-hip ratio, and that's what everyone, men and women, judge other women on, partly on their beauty, is this hourglass figure. The ideal is 0.7, meaning that if you divide your waist by your hips, it should be 0.7 or less. So if you get 0.8 or 0.9, that means you kind of look more like a column rather than the hourglass. So you're you're not making the most of your feminine beauty. So, for example, if your waist is 34 inches but your hips are 44 inches, well, then if we divide 34 by 44, that makes... 0.77, which means the waistline is too large to give you that hourglass. And in the book, I give some tips to help accentuate that. Health-wise, you know, what are we going to say then? Is 0.7 okay if your hips are 52 inches? <laughs> you know, there comes a yeah. point where you need to say, okay, what is a good waist size as far as for your health? And right. a general rule of thumb is either, you know, you want it to be 35 inches or less or less than half of your height. So if you are, you know, five feet four inches tall which would be 64 inches you should aim for a waistline that's 32 inches or less and that's a really good starting goal for women to to an easy number to try to achieve without trying to everybody to get that 24 inch waist and i've never heard about the ratio of waist to height i i like that It, it makes sense now let's move with alacrity, oh, I love that word, I haven't used it in years, with speed. Two, I'm going to go to page 72. <laughs> Presto, you're a princess weekend. I love it. Now, I'm going to zoom all the way to the pearls on page 95 where you summarize the princess weekend. So if you want to join me on 95, we can go through what happens on this weekend, why did you design the weekend, how important is it to follow carefully along with your steps, Dr. Jennifer, and take us through a little bit about what happens on Friday. So I'm going to just be referring to the the pearls here. Tell us, what is the point, and do you have to do all three days, and does it matter if you do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday instead of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, you can do any days of the week. It's just, you know, in keeping with you leave work on Friday as a, a waitress, as I call it, you know, the spelling for being waited, mm-hmm. and you come back Monday as a princess. You know, like so it's people, we we want that instant change. When we're ready to go on a diet, we want to look better immediately. And so the princess plan helps you get on the right path, but then through the weekend it makes you look fabulous for Monday because what's so disappointing about so many diet programs is you got to work for weeks and weeks, and someone like me who is, you know, almost morbidly obese, 
you have to lose a lot of weight before anybody even notices what you're doing. This takes all the science of beauty and gives it to you in a nice little bite-sized chapter so that on Monday you have the tips and tools to truly look transformed. The scale may change a lot. Um, I've had women actually lose up to 11 pounds on that weekend simply because through the yoga and the changing diet and sleeping and things. So it is possible to drop several pounds of weight over that weekend as well. Wow. Very very impressive and very encouraging. Let's go through the the pearls for Friday, which are on page I'm on 95 now. So let's go through sure. what are the, the, the top. Take us through the whole day of Friday very briefly. We have 10 minutes left, so that's a lifetime in live radio, actually. Let's go through everything on Friday, and then we'll if we spend too much time, we'll, we'll skim through Saturday and Sunday. So what happens on Absolutely. day one of your Presto weekend, please? Well, Friday I assume that people would work a regular day of work. And what I love about doing this, like you asked if you can do it on different days, I know women that are planning to kind of do a slower princess weekend but do it the week after Christmas because a lot of this is not just eating but about preparation for being a princess. And so you can start this, you know, anytime, even if you still want to be eating cake and candy, that's just fine, you know. Do it at your own pace. But Friday what I recommend is, first of all, you need to drink lots of water because we're getting ready to do some hot yoga on Saturday. So I want everyone to be really well hydrated. And the goal of Friday is to put your kitchen in order and get that set about. So it's cleaning the kitchen, shopping for nutritious, healthy groceries, and making that trip to the grocery store really be an event where you just stop and smell and experience different fruits and vegetables and just come home with a couple of new things, you know. I don't ask you to throw away anything. I'm not asking you to, you know, get rid of your favorite snack. You don't have to be worried about that. I'm just asking that you respect the space. When your kitchen is beautiful and calming, you don't feel the need to go in and get a bag of chips all the time. You know, so just make it a peaceful environment. I give you the steps on how to do that exactly. But to have a nice, healthy dinner and find out where you're the yoga classes that you're going to be going on Saturday. And then take a nice, soothing bath. A lot of times we forget to do that. Just a nice bath, no television. You're just going to sit with your thoughts and put some Epsom salts in there, which is actually a, um elemental magnesium. It absorbs through your skin. And a lot of people find that helps with sleep. It can also help with any muscle cramps. Really? Some people even find it helps with menstrual cramps. Yeah, so I a bath with some that. Epsom salts and, you know, do some journaling. And that's it for Friday night. And wait a minute, you know, there's one more thing in night. here that I loved. You say exercise for 90 seconds before a healthy dinner. Why 90 seconds? What can you oh, possibly yes. achieve? What can you possibly achieve in 90 seconds, Dr. Jennifer? Well, they've actually researched this. It's called a GLUT4, G-L-U-T-4 is the, the scientific term. Mm-hmm. When we exercise, even for that brief amount of time, we stimulate the GLUT4, which tells our bodies that we don't need to release as much insulin. When that occurs, it says we don't need to be storing as much of this as fat. So it helps us store less calories is what it does scientifically. Psychologically, working out just 90 seconds is enough to change your blood flow, get your heart pumping, kind of put you more in focus about what your overall goal is right before you eat. It also kind of stimulates thirst, so you start your meal off with a nice huge drink of water. Um, which is another easy way to fill you up. And so 90 seconds before meals really is what does the trick. I've lost over 70 pounds just doing the 90 seconds before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I even skip sometimes because I forget or I'm at a restaurant or whatever. But most of the time, three times a day and then one hour of hot yoga a week. And that's it. 
Nothing crazy. Very nice. Very, very. I think that's important for people to know that there are some easy ways to get started, and it doesn't have to be painful. Now let's zoom through Saturday, which would be day two of your Presto, you're a princess weekend, or your your quick start, as I call it. So, what are we right. going to do on Saturday? I assume that's a whole day. Yes. Yes, it is the whole day long. Same okay. things on Friday as far as focusing on, you know getting protein at our meals and getting a high-fiber lunch, and we explain why that's important, but also getting giving time for yourself, you know, a manicure, a pedicure, a new hairdo. And then you're going to, you know, go to your hot yoga class, make sure you drink lots of water. But my funnest activity in that is your princess walk. And just like the hourglass figure, also walking is a huge sign of beauty because when we walk, what's picked up on perceptually is how our hips move. And for women, if you walk in a straight line crossing your feet over one another, it makes your hips move from side to side. It's truly that Marilyn Monroe walk. We feel self-conscious about it because we've kind of gotten sloppy and lazy and walk with our feet turned out and just kind of shuffle about. But truly standing up straight, getting that nice C curve in your lower back, which also is a signal for beauty and fertility, and then having this nice confident walk changes instantly how you look. Pulling your shoulders down will give you that nice elongated neck. So we go through all of those tips so that you can really just be radiant on Monday. Really easy way to instantly look like you've lost, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds, depending on how much you want to lose. I am loving this. This is amazing. It's 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 actually lovely. It feels like a princess. I I love the whole thing. One thing we didn't cover on Friday was creating your royal tapestry of intention. You want to just give oh, us yeah. a quickie on that before we move to Sunday? Go ahead. Sure. It's exactly like you were talking about with the pictures on the fridge. We want to look at where we're going, not where we don't want to go. So I recommend doing it on Pinterest as well. I've got one, but I also have a virtual board that I'm looking at right now that I keep up one in my office and one at my home of pictures from magazines and some of our pictures that I've drawn myself of anything that I want, and nothing is off limits. So be it, you know, I'm looking at pictures of lingerie that I want to look beautiful in or bedroom sets that I want to have or a grand piano. Whatever you dare to dream, put it up there. And that's how to get it to come true. And so it's just finally giving yourself permission to desire anything in the world. That's one of the first things to becoming a princess is knowing that the world really is yours. It's beautiful, and I like the part about going through your closet and putting it in order. Very hard for me. I'm a saver, a keeper, a collector, but I still have things that may mean something to me emotionally from like 30 years ago that I don't even need to wear. I just want to know they're there, but maybe it's time to give but up some of the But you can collect things. as long as you respect the space. That's what it's really about is respecting okay. yourself and respecting what you have. And so it's fine to keep whatever you need. This is not something to be scary. The princess plan is just really about you becoming the best you. I'm not asking you to do anything you're uncomfortable with. You know, if I say to get a manicure, if you don't like that, that's fine. I'm not trying to change who you are. I'm just trying to help you be the best you can. And this isn't just simply, Listen, you know, I have, somebody who I thinks this is a great idea. It's all based in science as well. Mm-hmm. I have a tip. I have a standing manicure appointment every Saturday at 11, and I'm I'm about eight blocks away from my hair salon. I have a standing hair appointment at 12 every Saturday, and that routine after a long week of work is so refreshing, and I look forward to it so much. It's really very helpful to know that my day of, of beauty and caring and self-care is scheduled in advance, and I don't have to scramble to find an appointment. Now, enough about me. Let's go quickly to Sunday. We have four minutes till we bring on Felicia Bender. So what happens on Sunday, the sure. third day of the Presto Princess Weekend, Dr. Jennifer? 
Well, more of the same as far as you're going to be doing, you know, going to yoga again. And really Sunday is about setting the tone for this coming week. It's about mm-hmm. getting food prepared in your refrigerator so that you can take your, you know, take your lunch to work instead of having to order out so you have healthy alternatives. Um, you know, maybe it's, for me, it's making a batch or two of soup so I have things to eat all during the week. Really what it's about is just redoing those beautiful, loving statements that I encourage princesses to do in their journal that talks about I am. So I am beautiful. I am lovely. I am perfect health. Stating that aloud really helps you to manifest it, and it helps to combat that army of critics in the head. So Sunday is all about repeating Saturday as far as a few extra tips on how to care for yourself, but it's about journaling getting to the root cause of why you're eating, why are you turning to food for comfort, what is it in your life that causes you to do that, and then setting up your your day for success so that Monday you're just going to be fabulous when you go back to work and everybody's going to say, wow, what happened? Did you go to the spa? Did you? What did you do? Very nice, very nicely done. I, I think we picked some good parts of your book to talk about. You are going to stay on with me, of course, for the whole hour, Dr. Jennifer Haynes, and we're going to talk about what's next for you. But I want to give your website. Why don't you give it, and I'll spell it out for everybody. So where would you like people to go to learn more about you and the Princess Plan? Sure. Just go to drhaines.com, and it's D-R-H-A-N-E-S. Uh-huh. I like to do that. I'm going to do it too. D R H A S dot com. You can put it in, and on her blog, her website, she has her home about blog Princess Plan. And I'm going to click on Princess Plan here, and there. Oh, there are packages. Okay, very very interesting. So we will come back to that when we go to our What's Next for You segment. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Haynes, you're just lovely. Thank you so much for sharing the Princess Plan with us. This has been thank you. In- Interesting, because I interview a lot of people who have that diet book that's going to change everybody's life, but there's a gentleness and a kindness to your approach that I find refreshing. So thank you for that. When the hard copy comes out, I want a copy of it, please. Okay? Got it, absolutely. Okay, my dear. Now, you and I are going to do the big Felicia Bender welcome here. I'm going to click on her on the – on the uh, Felicia, I hope you're getting ready. I'm going to bring her website up right here. And you and I, on the count of three, are going to say, welcome, Felicia Bender. Give me a second here to open her mic. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Welcome. Welcome, Felicia, Felicia Bender. Bender. Hi, Felicia. <laughs> it's the Bonnie and Jennifer Hi. Show. <laughs> How are you? This is great. It's in stereo. That's fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> You're sweet. That was a great segment. Did you have any questions for Dr. Jennifer Haynes? Any comments before we dive into Redesign Your Life? And basically, Felicia, she really is helping women redesign their lives in a different way from how you're approaching it. So what do you think? The commonalities, anything that intrigued you about her segment? Talk to talk to Dr. Jennifer. Well, I loved it, and I and I met Dr. Jennifer um, in New York City, and she and it was wonderful because we we meet each other, and yet we don't really get the down and dirty on our projects, and so it's really been fascinating to listen to the the details because really Jennifer she she walks the walk and talks the talk. She's an absolutely gorgeous woman and physician. So um, I just loved all of the information. I was especially intrigued about the inflammation because I've been thinking about that a lot because I think that that is such a health concern. Can you give us like one tip about how to alleviate, you know, uh, inflammation in some way? I'm curious. I think actually you're already doing it, Felicia, as far as finding 
what life you're meant to do. You know, when we're living a life that's not meant for us, that creates so much more stress than finally finding our own path. And so literally and truly, you are really helping people to decrease inflammation through that emotional connection. Wow, that was really cool. That's (laughs) fabulous. That's cool. I knew you ladies would get along very well together. And I don't have to take a pill. Yay. I know. (laughs) Yes, no pill. That's the best part. So guess what's going to happen next? Dr. Jennifer Haynes is going to stay on the line. Jennifer, do you want me to mute you so you can go say goodnight to your babies? And then we'll bring you back. And you're going to listen as well when you come back. So I'm looking here. I know where you are. I'm going to mute you. I see your area code here. So you're going to come back, and we're going to bring you back in to talk to Dr. Dr. Bender. Actually, she's a Ph.D. in about 15 minutes, but I'm muting you right now. So here we go. All right. Felicia, say hello, Bonnie, so I know I still have you, my dear. Hello, Bonnie. Okay, my love, here we go. Now, let's talk about Redesign Your Life, Using Numerology to Create the Wildly Optimal You. What a great title and subtitle. I want to talk to you, Felicia. First of all, I want you to tell people in just a minute a little bit about your redesigning your own life and what happened, some of the things along the way that turned out not the way you thought they would, starting from <laughs> your, your your training, your education, your marriage, and the OMG, I need to make changes. And then I want to get into the types of redesigning you talk about. Number one, redecorating. Number two, remodeling. And number three, renovating. Very different types of approaches to redesigning your life, but just like designing, redesigning a house, redesigning your life. So who is the real Felicia Bender? Talk to us. Well, that's always a that's always the sixty four thousand dollar question, I'm sure. But um, I mean, what what happened with me is, a, and and I believe that it it happens with all of us, and that's the the intriguing part about about um, you know what Jennifer is talking about, what I'm talking about is is that we all go through these redesign periods over and over and over again, and we can either go kicking or, and screaming, or we can go mindfully and have some 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 success with them. And what happened with me is that. Um, um, I grew. I grew up. Um, I grew up in in an alcoholic family, and mm-hmm. my parents divorced when I was. And this is not uh, uncommon in any in any regard, as you know. Um, my parents divorced when I was about ten, eleven, and my mother moved myself and my sisters across the country from a suburb in, in Los Angeles to a very very small town in the Midwest. So it was. It was quite quite a, a culture shock. It wasn't a, a bad place to be. It was just a, a different place to be. And um, my my mother deteriorated. Um, she was a very. We were very close as I was growing up, and I had two sisters. And we, as I as I got older, her she she had addictions with alcohol, and it just overtook her. And mm-hmm. so I actually I graduated from college. I wanted to go be an actress. And I was going to go back to California, and my professor asked me to marry him. And, um, oh, my goodness. So I did. <laughs> and okay. I, I, and I really wanted that, that security, I believe, at that time. And so flash forward, I had two children and, and an academic life. I went back uh, to graduate school to get my Ph.D. And during this time, uh, my mother was estranged from me. She she was having so many issues that she was cutting people off from her life. And um, when I got the phone call that she was in, in the hospital with a malignant um, brain tumor, uh, things really changed for me. And there, I know that, and so when she did pass away, death is transformative. 
as we all know, um, in one way or, or another. And it was very transformative for me. And at that time, uh, there were so many things undone and unsaid. My marriage was unraveling, and I didn't really, real, you know, I couldn't really admit that to myself at that time. And so I'm sure Jennifer could speak to this. I was starting to have health issues because of the stress and unhappiness that I was experiencing. So at that point, I went on this kind of gauntlet of study where I was very interested in alternative ways of of thinking, alternative health. Uh, I got into uh, all of those sorts of things, and then down the line, several years ago. Um, I got a divorce, finally. Uh, I got my real estate license. I started uh, buying and selling real estate and going from a stay-at-home uh, mother um, with, with no job to, to that sort of self-care. And, and financial care was a huge, huge issue, and, or, or, or learning, I suppose I could say. And then along the way, I, I, there was something still missing for me, and I ran into numerology. And it's funny because I absolutely hate math. It is one of my <laughs> most anxiety-producing subjects. My mother, I have these images of my mother sitting with me on my bed doing the flashcards. Did you do flashcards, oh, yeah. Bonnie? I when you, yeah, I and I would just be in tears, you know. Um, so it, so it just it it. All I say that for is it speaks to the power of numerology that someone like me could really get hooked on it and go, wow. This when I when I read when I read a book about numerology, it just clicked for me because. You, anyone can look this up. Anyone can do do the the calculations, and it is really undeniably accurate. And it just gives you a wonderful window, uh, a way to understand yourself and others better. It gives you a sense of validation in some ways um, uh, about your life and about choices that you do and don't make. And it gives you these that your your the tendencies and obstacles that you're going to face. So you can kind of have a heads up about what your what your issues are and and see them more clearly. And then and then after you know that, um you know, all transformation starts with awareness actually. Mm-hmm. So uh when you have that that awareness, it it it's very um beneficial for everything in your life. Well, let's talk about awareness now and I'm looking at your wonderful book and I see there's a redesign your life survey which I found very, very interesting on pages twenty, twenty one and twenty two and then how do you score it? Interestingly enough I score it in the highest bracket, but we won't go there. And you say <laughs> if you need to do a minor change in your life, redecorate. That sounds like so much fun. If you need yes. to do do a more expansive change, remodel, well that makes sense. And then if you're living a life where you don't even recognize yourself anymore and you require a dramatic transformation, renovate. So we have the redecorate, remodel, renovate. Thank God they all started with ours and as to redesign, so I like that a lot. Now, let's talk a little bit about the survey, and then if you'd like to use me as a case study, we can give part of my birthday, and I'll tell you what the number, how do you create your life path number, and I'll tell everybody how accurate I think this is. So talk to me a little bit about uh, the Redesign Your Life survey. How are these questions telling the person who's taking the quiz, Felicia, what they need to know about where they are in their life. Why did you pick these questions? This is part of a standard numerology test. Tell me about it. Well, I I actually concocted this myself because in okay. in my experience and then my experience working with with people in workshops and with individual clients, these seem to be the issues that 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 pop up over and over and over again. And you know, the, the first one is I feel stuck. 
And I'm I, I'm often surprised when I'm talking to someone and and they're happy and on track and they don't feel stuck <laughs> because so many people do. Um, when yeah. you you know if you go out to dinner and ask how people are, uh, usually there's some kvetching going on. So it's it's <laughs> if you feel yeah you know what I mean. So I do. There's if you and and the answers are never an issue. Sometimes an issue, or consistently. So you can start to gauge yourself. And you know, right. one of the things about these surveys is that it, it really doesn't matter what you score. It really simply matters that you're sitting down and actually thinking about the questions. The that you're actually that's right. thinking. Yeah. And, and I want to tell people that yes. there is a numeric score. I'm sorry to interrupt, but one to ten. So mm-hmm. if you say consistently an issue, you can choose the seven, eight, nine, or ten. If you say never an issue, it's one, two, three. So there are shades and grades of your sense of these issues. Let me just run through the questions really quickly because I do want to move into how do you compute or calculate your life path number. So number one, as Felicia said, is I get I feel stuck. And that's such a popular word. I know people who've written books called getting unstuck and feeling unstuck. So stuck is really a very popular word. And I'm assuming the intention of that word, Felicia Bender, is that something's just not right. You just can't move to the next level or the right level or where you think you're supposed to be. So a feeling of stuckness, we'll call it. Number two, I get sidetracked. When I attempt to change my life for the better, that's an interesting one, implying that you've attempted forward motion and it's just not going too well. Uh, Here's an interesting one looking over your shoulder. I have a hard time letting go of the past. I think a lot of people would admit to that one. Number four, this is a biggie. I feel overwhelmed, never sometimes or consistently. Number five, I'm dissatisfied. Now we get into specifics. I'm dissatisfied with my level of financial income. Number six, I feel that I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing in the world. That's a biggie. Number seven, I wish I'd made different choices in my life. Wow. And here's the last biggie, and then I won't go into the rest of them, but my emotional connection with my intimate partner needs improvement. I think you've covered all the big bases here, Felicia. I like the survey. Very well done, by the way. Thank you. Very, very well done. Now talk to me. Life path number. What is it? How do we calculate it? I want everybody to do the math in their heads because I know you can all figure it out. So talk to me. What is it? How do we calculate it? Let's go from, from A to B here. Okay. Well, in you know, in numerology, you have a lot of different numbers that, that are in your chart, so to speak. And yet, if you are only going to know one um, out of all the numbers in numerology, it would be your life path number. Because basically okay. what this number is going to, sh- to tell you is what you checked in to do, really what your life's purpose is, what your mission is. And um, it, it's really what, what you need to be doing in order to feel happy and satisfied in your life and so and all we need to do this is your full birth date now what i can do is give your audience just i can give a just a a random birth date so that they can understand how to do it and then we can talk about your yes let's do it that way because let's say as an example that your birthday is august 14th 1963 so what you need to understand is that you have to write it all out and you can't just put 63 like you're writing a check or something, you have to put out the, the entire the entire year, and then what you do is add it up like a simple math addition problem, like you would do in grade school. So you right. would take August is eight. 14, 1963, so you would add eight plus four excuse me, eight plus, plus one, one plus four, plus one plus nine, plus six plus three. 
Right. And that equals 32. Now, what, okay. what you also need to understand about numerology is we, we, we always digit down to a one-digit number because the numbers in numerology are one through nine, with the exception of some master numbers. And we don't need okay. to really discuss those at the moment. No. But it's one through nine. So if you get a double-digit number... Uh, which we do right here, which is a 32, you take mm-hmm. that and add it together again. So you take the 3 plus the 2 equals 5. So if you had this birth date, you would be a life path number 5. Okay, And that means something, and we're going to talk about it in a second, but I yes. just wanted to tell Dr. Jennifer Haynes that your mic is live. I just emailed Dr. Jennifer, so I'm going to be bringing her into the conversation. And Dr. Jennifer, I want you, in a few minutes, and Dr. Jennifer, I want you to, to do your own personal birth date number. So take the month in the number, the date, and the full year, including the 19 part, and add it together and keep adding the numbers together until you come up with a single digit. So, Felicia, I did mine, and interestingly enough, Hillary Clinton and I are both a three, and she is one year older than I am, missing the full year by, by two weeks. So what she what her number of her birth date the date of the of the month and the year balanced out to be all come together to be a three like me and our life path is the communicator personal mission to develop expression and sensitivity in every aspect of your life may I read you want to read a little bit about the three from page sixty six so people won't hear me doing too much talking I'd like to hear oh, you do sure. it oh uh, sure well I could do that or I could do it off the top of my head at sure this point. sure but, I'd love um... to hear I'd love to have the live <laughs> interpretation. Go ahead. Well, because the the three is also Barbara Walters is a three, just so oh, you know. Oh, excuse me. I feel better. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are too? That's great. Jennifer? And so am I. Isn't this yes. weird? <laughs> oh, hi, Jennifer. So you're a three. As well. Oh, my God. So we're all communicators. We are Whoa. all threes. How weird. How weird is well, that? That's crazy. So tell us who we really are, Felicia. Well, we are all we are all communicators, and uh, we are all we are really here about a joyful. We are the the most joyful number, actually. The it's kind of the number of sheer happiness. Um, oh. Is is the three? So you you we I'll just say you rather than we mm-hmm. you That's are uh, you are the, the you are the natural entertainer. Uh, the natural performer. You love being in the spotlight, being able to share all this knowledge and 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 everything that you have. And humor and wit is a must for a three. Um, very very witty. Uh, also, Bill Cosby is a three. So oh. you get the idea. Also, threes are very um, intellectually. Um, based as well. And so one of the gifts that the 3 has to offer is to is to take a lot of knowledge cuz we soak it all in and we're very good and, and analytical and then kind of mix things up and and make something else to out of it out of the information to give to to others. At, really at the end of the day, the 3 life path is here to inspire and uplift both themselves and others. Okay. Felicia, so is this three... why I love to teach? Because I teach yes. part time. I teach technology, and I just can't get enough of it. Whether I'm in front of a, a full lab yep. of, of six people or or private one on one consulting, and I teach eBay, and I teach Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and on online skills and uh, getting your social media together. And I just adore yes. teaching and sharing. Uh, Jennifer, do you find that you like to teach and share? I'm sure as a doctor, you do, right? 
Absolutely. I, you know, doctor means teacher, and I, I really feel that's my favorite part is helping patients to understand their bodies. So I'm completely on board with that. Very right. interesting. Felicia, you too. You Well, you were a university yes. uh, wife, but you must be doing that as far as uh, your investment, your real estate investment career, and I know your new career in the, the uh, frozen food, but as well with this book. So what else is there mm-hmm. about us? You talk about the joie de vivre, the energy of joie de vivre, the joy of life. I love that. Does that come across yeah. in our performances and our teaching? Talk to me, Felicia. Absolutely, it's a, it's an. I mean, the 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 three life path is really. Um, I mean, the eyes and the smile. Uh, the the three is really known for for that. It, you're a very engaging uh, personality, and the and and also really, it's all about engaging in your emotions. The three, healing wise, has to be heard. You know, so it's a, it's an interesting. It, the the three is a is great with um, writing. Anything having to do with the written word, anything having to do with the spoken word, it's really what you're meant to be doing. Knowing my own numerology really gave me my hall pass to write my book. I, I you know be, because one of the things that happens is that in numerology, so you have this optimal setup. Okay, I can tell us how we could all look really shiny and clean and wonderful, and it's all great. And yet, one of the one of the reasons it's called a life path is because it takes a lifetime to actually master these things. So hmm. what happens with numerology is that it can also give us little windows into some of our issues. And some of those issues have to do yes, with... Yes, let's talk about the all, issues. I, yeah, I don't want everybody to think issues. that the threes are just running along, skipping down the lane, right. down the garden path, like, oh, I'm wonderful, life is great. Let's talk exactly. about the biggest obstacle. The biggest obstacle, and we'll find out if Jennifer shares this, is intense okay. self-doubt, self-doubt and insecurity. Yep. How do you come yep. up with this, Felicia? How do you, how do you know this? Well, it's the it's it's numerology. It's it's basically okay. it's done a lot of research, and these are what the numbers represent. I mean, it's um, it's the meaning that they bring with them, and so it's that that extreme self doubt, and with that become uh, comes a fear of criticism. Actually, uh, a lot of threes are, are pleasers, um, and and some so have to kind of get 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 a real uh stake in the ground with with emotional boundaries because and because we are here to master this emotional self-expression it is very challenging so oftentimes a three life path will be born into a family um where emotions aren't really allowed you know <laughs> i mean where i mean i was in a family where it was kind of like we don't talk about those things you know or you you mm-hmm. you have an emotion you go outside you know sort of thing and nice. so there yeah so we <laughs> we we end up living in situations and we, that challenge our sense of learning these things it's all about a, a big classroom you know um and, and we're all learning all the time and so oftentimes yeah, and so oftentimes what happens is for a three life path, we won't even really get it that we have emotions or that they're that deep or that we we like for me it, as an example, I was always very out there as a I was a gregarious kid, really smart and witty and all of that, and yet in in the public, you know. And yet when it came down to having one-on-one real emotional lives with with my parents or with with my husband or whatever i was i was a wreck i couldn't be my authentic me 
I did not feel worthy of having my own emotions, and it took a very long time to figure that out. So one of the things that the three-life path um, suffers from is extreme uh, emotional ups and downs. So uh, we, we're the best manic depressives that ever lived. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to tell my therapist that, that it's, it's in the stars and it's in the there numerology. You go. Doctor, she's working very hard to help me figure it out, and I can tell her it's all said and done. Jennifer Haynes, Dr. Jennifer, does this ring true with you, the self-doubt and the intense uh, insecurity? Can when you share that with us? Yes, no? Sure. I mean, I think it, it definitely has been something I've had to overcome. And so, you know, that's all that self-doubt that ended up just kind of feeding my emotions. So definitely true, but as Felicia can attest, it's something you can definitely overcome as well. And you know, that's what's so exciting now is getting rid of that fear and, you know, all the things I can do now that I couldn't do when I was underneath that fortress of fat, as I call it. So, you know, from horseback riding to, you know, doing yoga, um, I signed up for some trapeze classes next year, just some fun things to do to branch out. That you, I used to be paralyzed by fear. She's absolutely right. And so now, you know, addressing those issues, you know, it's total freedom. New meaning to new meaning to flying high. I want to address something on the bottom of page sixty-seven, Felicia. You talk about uh, this is advice to the threes, number three life path. You must be careful about with whom you spend your time because you'll attract takers if you aren't careful. You must learn to walk away from relationships unbalanced in this specific way. Talk to me. How do we know who a taker is? What are they? Well, it's really interesting because what happens with a three-life path, let's just let's narrow it to romance, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of three-life path men or women um, will, we're natural counselors, and so oftentimes we take on patients. <laughs> oh, dear. Whether we've, oh, dear, whether we want to or not, <laughs> and so, or whether we realize we are or not. And it's not so much that we want them to want to change them consciously, and yet we believe that they can change, and that and that through interacting with us and and you know us showing them the way, quote unquote, um, that they will that they will improve. And often that's not the case. So what happens is, of course, we get into a relationship that that um, that where we are often taken advantage of, or and that's also can be in business. It can be just in friendships because we're very emotionally attuned to other people. We're often very compassionate. We often don't want to say no um, to to people. And I know that that can be across the board with with humans, I mean, just with everyone. And yet it's a particular issue. So that's really what that's referring to. All right, Felicia, I have a question for you. We have, let's see, we have six minutes left to the show. I want to distill one of your, uh, your, your talking points on your one sheet. Get his number, the 10-minute man evaluation using practical <laughs> numerology. Okay, in two minutes, tell me, how do we do a man's numerology in 10 minutes, which we don't have left on the show, so that women, can, of course, buy your book. But how do we know what number they are other than getting their birth date off of their driver's license and doing the math? How do you That's figure it out? That's what you've got to do. You've got to get the – I know. I'm sorry. It's just okay. – that's what you've got to do. But make it into a – but see, the fun part is you can make it into kind of a fun little mysterious game, you know, where uh, it's the first date or second date. I don't know. You've got to come up with a great way to be, you know, at the bar with everyone and everyone talks about their birthday or something. So so to make it make it 
seem not so obvious, and yet you need his birthday. You just do that calculation, and very, very briefly. So if he's a one, if he if he's a one, you know that he's a he's he's all into leadership. That he needs followers. That he's pretty self-absorbed. That there are certain <laughs> aspects to the number one that you that you need to know. Number two, this person is the mediator. They're a softy. They're all about love. They could be all about you. The three, the the guy is got he's going to be a you know kind of the class clown maybe he's going to be mm-hmm. one of us he's going to be the communicator the performer the four is the teacher the person who needs process rules stability if you like that in a man perfect um five is the freedom seeker this adventurous if you want a drinking partner this is the person okay okay Number six is the nurturer. This is a kind of visionary, magnetic person. Um, if you want, a, if they're in their optimal, they're a great parent. If that's what you're looking for, a spouse sort of thing, that would be great to know. A seven is a very introverted sort of spiritual seeker. They're all about developing trust and openness. So sometimes they have difficulties uh, relating. They need their space. So if you're if you're good with that, that's that's great. They can be these amazing in depth people. The eight is all about money. Uh, that that they're that they're very opinionated and they've got their own stuff going on with that. And the nine is okay. the humanitarian, very romantic. All of these things that go with that. So if you know that, and then you can also know what your natural match numbers are and what your and what your challenges are. Very very briefly, and cut me off if I need to. But if but yeah, I'll give you thirty uh, the, seconds. Go ahead. Okay, the one, the, the if the one, the five, and the seven are natural matches because you're thinking numbers, always thinking, thinking. The two, the four, and the eight are all natural matches because they are business numbers. The two in the business of love, the four in the business of of uh, stability and and um, security, and the eight in the business of money. And then the three, the six, and the nine are all compatible because they are all creators. They're create they're creating stuff all the time. Alicia, so if you know thank certain you, thank you. Thank Thank yes. you, thank you, and I have to get you to do what's next now because I have two minutes and 40 seconds. I'm going to divide it evenly, and I need a minute to go out. So what's next for Felicia? By the way, your website is F-E-L-I-C-I-A-B-E-N-D-E-R.com, Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R.com. Felicia Bender, quickly, what's next for you? I'll give you 30. I've got workshops, seminars, and individual clients that I work with uh, all the time. I'm also going to be doing some life path specific uh, home study courses called Cracking the Combination to Your Life's Purpose, Your Love Life, Your Family Dynamics, and uh, and more. So if you know your life path, you can have a program that's very specific to you. Thank you very much. And Dr. Jennifer Haynes, Dr. Haynes, D-R-H-A-N-E-S dot com. What's next for you, Dr. Jennifer, please? Yes, uh, on drhaines.com on the Princess Plan, we've got our coaching team. So you can schedule private appointments with me via phone or Skype, as well as uh, free consultation for yoga therapy in case you're hesitant about a yoga class. And with the esthetician that completely turned my life around on getting rid of acne and all kinds of skin miracles, you can book directly online to get an appointment with any of us. Very nice at drhaines.com and Felicia's Felicia Bender. Ladies, it has been a pleasure, and I'm glad you each got to know each other because you met in New York at the Publicity Summit. But as Felicia said, it's nice for you to get to know a little bit more about the types of work you do. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and you know what's going to happen next, ladies. You're going to take a deep, cleansing breath. And when I turn on the music in the next four seconds, we're going to see if we can outlast each other on the big moi. 
we go. And I'm putting the music on now. And the moi kiss is dedicated to love and hugs. And everyone, hug your children tight and your parents and your friends and anybody who matters to you or somebody you think might matter to you. Hug them dearly this holiday season. I'll be back in the new year. So, Felicia and Jennifer, let's do the big moi. Let's make the bees sing. Here we go. Jennifer, you were wonderful guests. Happy holidays to both of you. I'm taking a break for the next two weeks. Won't be back on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve wishing everybody the happiest, the healthiest, the most joyful. Get Felicia's book, Redesign Your Life, and find out what your number is. And go to drhaines.com and find out how you can be part of the princess plan and become the beautiful person you were meant to be. Lorna, I love you. You're always beautiful. Talk to you in the new year. Signing off, Bonnie D. Graham, a.k.a. Radio Red. Bye, ladies. Love and hugs to everyone. Yes, yes, yes. As soon as the music stops, and here we go. My final message. Love you all. Thanks for listening. It's been a great year. Bye-bye.